Greetings, everyone, and welcome back. I, I, we're going to do a, an episode um, that kind of explains what happens when you look into America's past, our deeds and misdeeds, when it comes to the Ukraine invasion. Um, and I'll bring this up now and bring it up later and kind of go into it. But it, I'm curious what happened to that old saying, uh, put yourself in another's shoes. Because I, I really think Putin's invasion of Ukraine was more or less inevitable after Joe Biden was reappointed. Now, there are other factors that I'm not even going to bring up in depth that add to this. The fact that Putin was kind of used for the 2016 election Russia conspiracy thing that Hillary had spoken to Putin and... Uh, he seemed to be okay with and this is this is all you can if you want to look it up you can Putin seemed to be down with that he had no problem with uh, the Democrats using him as a bad guy um, when it came to the you know Trump winning so uh, I'd like to Talk about that. The invasion of Ukraine, you, you can assign some blame and guilt to the people around Joe Biden and Joe Biden himself. And then we're also going to slip in a little serious peacekeeping prediction because I, it looks like things are lining up uh, in a pattern that other things have, have fallen into place, and you'll kind of see why in a little bit. But I think that one of the biggest problems we have today is that the global community is receiving its news from one big creepy system that has been caught lying about damn near everything. Go ahead and believe me or don't believe me. Uh, I think we're so detached and apathetic or whatever that um, we've kind of hardened our positions on this. Uh, and maybe this episode should include, but I'll do it in another one, should include some kind of talk about mass delusion or overnight explosions of multiple social phenomena. Like I said, that's the hardened position where somebody maintains their belief uh, despite overwhelming evidence that they are completely wrong. Uh, this misinformation, malinformation, disinformation thing is just, it, it's like everything. It's like 85% of every dang story. Uh, now, when it comes to the news and what I'm talking about with this specific topic is that the act of looking back will reveal how quickly state-run media uh, has changed its tune. Um, it changes them into the liars that they are. Now, the, what we've had that makes this a little bit more difficult to do correctly or easily uh, is a barrage of stories that make it impossible to stay current and concurrently look back like I'm talking about. And it really started, it started really hot and heavy during the COVID season. So we communicate with each other less and things like that. And we had a, just a gob of overwhelming misinformation and nonsense. And seriously, today's headlines refute yesterday's blockbuster headlines you know, earth-shattering, existential threat, all that kind of stuff, threat to democracy, we're all doomed. Today's stories refute that. Now, these are from the same writers 
at the same news organizations. And it's kind of funny that, you know, sadly funny and stuff, tragically funny that the libs of TikTok do a great job making these contradictions obvious. Again, this is uh, tragically funny stuff, but nobody seems to care. In fact, people accuse you of being unwilling or unable to focus on the real problem, the current thing, if you bring anything like this up. The Biden crime family story is no exception to this. If you fast forward to the immediate now, expect a few international outlets to come in with the, uh, the assist, you could say, uh, especially in the UK, that, they, they, that they're willing to jump into the scrum because we can't do anything about what media does that's based in other countries. So they're coming in for the assist. Uh, this brand, this particular brand of help isn't necessary, though, because recent law changes. Uh, you, you'll, there's going to be a, a bunch of these. They're, you're going to astound. You, they're astonishing, these law changes. But there's a bunch of them. And uh, some of them are, the law changes pertinent to this conversation are the ones that allow like groups like NPR and others to, uh, you know, assign foreign correspondents with state-sponsored propaganda programs. That's all okay now. Uh, apparently it's necessary. Uh, I did a segment on, on this uh, maybe about two months ago with some examples. And once you see something like this, you can't unsee it. Uh, Look at the economy, if you want another example of useful for the bad guys' contradictions. The Fed and the Treasury in one setting, responding to congressional inquiries, uh, talking about the tools they promised to use to prevent the exact things that are facing our economy and making us suffer today. The problem is that Paul and Yellen cited, each of them, cited strategies that put the other person's um, strategy out of business. They describe mutually exclusive approaches. Go back and listen to that, that garbage. It's bizarre that serious analysts uh, were not up in arms about this kind of activity. Um, now, we're gonna kind of getting set up here. Let's um, wait for the prediction at the end, but there's a hint. Uh, we've seen things a setup like this before, and there's an extra hint. We were the conspiracy theorists the last time we said something like this would happen. But before we go too awful deep, think about this as you listen. Everything done, everything that was done to damage Putin has bolstered Putin. You hear this all over the place. And uh, the CNN people, MS-13, NBC people are going to pretend like, geez, we just never imagined something like that would happen. Or they just don't give it a... They say it, but there's no emotion. It doesn't really hit their listeners or their viewers. But we've been helping Putin. That's kind of weird, okay. The other weird thing is that most of the equipment sent to Ukraine has been in a sort of cash-for-clunkers condition. And I'm suggesting it's entirely possible that Putin has been sandbagging, or not. Or go ahead and trust the... Give them 100% of your faith and trust. The Russia hoax, we never saw BLM riots coming as we were spying on January 6th people, 
the fall before, January 6th, the summer before, working with the Proud Boys, Three Percenters, and Oath Keepers and such, until the very last minute intel community. Go ahead and trust them with their track record. And now people that I'm familiar with who have worked in the Ukraine-Russia area in that region keep getting intelligence these days that the war isn't really what we think it is over here. And it makes a strange kind of sense overall. If the, it's, if the war is about Putin protecting the massive number of ethnic Russians living in border provinces, we need to make the argument that America is setting itself up for the same invasion remap future, which is also happening right at a time where we signed papers to offshore domestic peacekeeping to international entities. Isn't that weird? Ironic, strange, bizarre, fun. No, not fun. Don't pretend like things like this can never happen. How many times have the nevers happened in the last few years? And I haven't been really wrong about any major evolutions like this yet. I'm just putting this prediction out a little bit earlier. The cabal's been very good at blaming the wrong person or persons while advancing its agenda. The first major clash that can be perverted to bring in UN forces or NATO or whoever they decide to go with, Russian, Chinese forces, will do just that. That's my prediction because this is the kind of thing that they do often and well because, well, like I said, the big problem with, with fake state-run media. Um, let's see, what else could we do on this? Um, okay, I'll get to the point that I'm trying to prove. If you research the very things that Joe Biden was doing as a point man and Hillary's State Department were doing for years in Ukraine, you will understand why Vladimir Putin decided the Ukraine invasion was worth uh, a high degree of global instability. That instability is what every democracy is aiming for right now, whether it's Australia, UK, Canada, um, Germany. There's... It, Nothing, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Uh, so we can head back into the lounge and have a cigar and focus on the reasons Putin decided to not leave Ukraine alone. If people took the time to replay the Joe Biden point man in Ukraine under Barack Obama footage, you'd, they, they would see what I mean. How people interpret and shift their thinking based on that information is entirely up to them. But I see a lot of people writing off Biden crime and corruption because they've been trained to believe nothing could ever match the magnitude of the Russia hoax or some other hoax or COVID. Just pay attention to COVID. You got to keep your focused on COVID. Um, you know, oh, keep saying COVID uh, and fake impeachment stuff. So the irony here is that the evidence shows that Biden did the bullying of another sovereign state type crimes uh, in Ukraine that the cabal has been associating with Trump. And this was by design, uh, getting out in front of things. So every time you read an article about Biden's Ukraine corruption, part of your brain says, eh, this must actually be a story about Trump instead. And this is what you, know, you could call getting out in front 2.0, whereas the show is getting out in front 15.0. But the one thing, uh, I haven't heard anyone say out loud is that 
basically every person, every active actor who was behind the ouster of President Viktor Yanukovych in 1314 is back in the Biden cabinet or leads federal agencies. I've mentioned this in a couple of different episodes. Uh, Victoria Newland was on an intercepted phone call. And when, when you have evidence of American officials planning out the, the, uh, another government's government, it's just kind of strange. And like I said, all these people uh, came back when, when they decided who, who, who we would replace the president. Uh, there, and there's a lot of strangeness. I mean, we had the uh, president before him, another victor, was poisoned, seriously poisoned, disfigured him. We don't really talk about stuff like that much. We don't really, didn't really get much uh, because he was a nationalist. He was for a strong Ukraine. Um, so how would things like these people swinging Ukraine's leadership away from being friendly with Russia to more pro-Western stuff. How would this and gobs of other non-meddling events be non-issue? Putin just watched his nemesis reassemble like the Transformer Decepticons. We never hold anyone accountable in, in the United States anymore. Even when their crimes are obvious and international. And Putin responded, uh, but we limit our emotions to anger at him because what he's doing is wrong while giving Biden, Hillary, and the t intelligence cabal hugs and back rubs. It's just, this is very strange what we do, how we respond to news and information. Maybe because we can't commit, deeply commit because of so much, so many different versions of misinformation or whatever. And again, here we're going to come back to it. The what happened to the ultra-simple, put yourself in another's shoes, uh, kind of questioning, how am I treating my brother concept? I'd like to guess sometimes, for fun, what questions might pop up if this show happened via a live stream event. And um, these are the kinds of questions I hear. I'm going to use one that I hear from close friends on similar topics. The hardest response, usually, and kind of know you're going nowhere with a conversation, go something like this. I can't even think about world events like this. I'm so disgusted and don't want, my, want to open my mind to the notion that we are partly responsible. It, because it appears that uh, many people shuttered their mind operations and don't plan on reopening until everything becomes yellow brick road again. So the, the first question that that's fairly typical is uh, people seem to think that what I say, even though you can catch quite a bit of it, if you, you have to look for it, and you're probably not going to find it if you're using Google. But everything uh, seems far-fetched far that you'll hear on some of these podcasts. Uh, our intelligence people wouldn't allow this to happen. And while that may have been something true, something could be said that would be true years ago. Believing our corrupt bunch after the last few evil rotations is no longer a safe bet. And I'll turn to a CNN Chris Saliza article that tried to use Mueller investigation numbers to keep the Russia hoax narrative alive. Uh, his story came out, was released and published before revelations about the uh, withholding of exculpatory information and all the other 
prosecutorial misconduct they were trying to use, um, that our agencies kept sources, kept communicating with sources and using them and injecting their findings long after they were instructed to break communications because they were no longer trustworthy. And there was that letter that the UK government sent very early on saying, Christopher Steele is a piece of crap. Don't believe a thing. We know what he's up to. Uh, the bad guys got a copy. Trump people got a copy. And not much was said about it. But since then, Chris's story, um, since it was published, there's been a mountain of evidence that uh, indicates political targeting and a media blitz was the actual goal, which makes the, scare, the scale of tyranny only more apparent at the stunning numbers Saliza referred to as you know substantial, even though they were completely irrelevant to the collusion angle of the story. Some of those included prosecutions that had to be dropped by the Justice Department within hours of the truth about what was going on hitting the streets. And the things like Brady violations were rare and unusual. They were like, hey, go out there and violate Brady. Uh, so what we end up with is um, damaged intelligence gathering. Because don't forget, here's what we can learn about U.S. intelligence gathering, maybe it's the five eyes, I don't know, that uh, when it came to Konstantin Kalimnik, it, 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 we can learn a lot from it, so I hate to keep beating this, but it's kind of important. What we can learn about our intelligence gathering and dissemination via Konstantin Kalimnik, uh, when it came to Russia and Ukraine, our concerns, uh, our own diplomats, as well as those from other friendly nations, relied on Kalimnik's assessments rather than those from our dedicated intelligence community. And they would have, wouldn't have done this if Kalimnik was often or frequently wrong and our intelligence community folks were right. Our intelligence services have been lying for some time in order to promote an agenda that has us waiting for the other shoe to drop as we you know, fall into free, free fall into third world status. And don't forget that the intelligence community turned on Kalimnik, weaponized his connection to the government, ignored his past, his decorated past, so to speak, the day Donald Trump won his first election. This sent a message that, yes, you were a trusted partner until an enemy of the cabal is in power. Enjoy the bus that's about to hit you. It's powered by renewable energy that we can no longer afford to chase without causing extreme pain. Oh, Enjoy the pain, extreme pain. We can no longer afford to sit around while doing nothing about climate change, while China will continue to do more damage about climate change, while we've caused more pain. And then stop asking questions and just enjoy the pain. And that's what we're supposed to settle for. We're supposed to settle for, gee whiz, baby formula is alien technology. Uh, when we shut down the, the provider of 40% of the, the country's formula, with fair warning and nothing is done, well, how loud would these people be if this happened under Donald Trump? How loud? I mean, even if you don't want, if you make it totally non-political, what kind of imbecile allows this to happen and does nothing and then blames others? It's ridiculous. Uh, whoever was, whoever's in there while this happens, maybe it was a good idea to have a business guy in there. 
a guy who knew how to bring people together. Well, anyways, I hope you get the idea, the gist, the main thrust of this episode, and that we got to stop ignoring our roles, our influence, our undue influence at times when it comes to nation building. The, the, the concept is great. Build up a nation and hopefully it establishes its own um, constitutional type government or some kind of government that we can work with or that doesn't uh, pose a threat. But we just don't do that. And I really think that the tumultuous last few years have been the realization that with an outsider in the White House, all of this crap was going to come out. So they needed to discredit and make every word coming from his mouth be untrustworthy. I really think that's a big central push. So let's close it on that. And um, everybody take care. Be safe. God bless.